0: Guys like Tom Bernanski, Phil Plantier, guys who played in the big leagues for a good number of years. I was fortunate enough to have them as coaches. Extremely fortunate to go uh, to the University of Oregon and go follow Coach Horton, who had a legendary career over at Fullerton and is doing a great job with the Ducks. Coach Horton would always say, hey, you need to get at least 1% better every single day. I know it's a dream, and I know I'm passionate about it, but am I actually getting better? And that's where the analytics falls. It gives you a yes or no answer. There's no more gray area.
1: Fellas, 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 welcome back to the a Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha.
2: And I'm Bo Callas. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at The Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we are here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going.
1: We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. On this episode, we're going to sit down with Brett Thomas. Brett serves as a key account rep for Blast Motion. He was a former Oregon Duck and in 2012 as a sophomore, led the Ducks in batting with the 313 batting average, led in doubles with 14, and in outfield assists. He went on to be named to the 2012's All-Region team. In 2013, Brett was drafted in the 21st round to Seattle.
2: Pull up a seat. Grab your notepad. Here's Brett Thomas.
1: Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast. We're sitting down with Brett Thomas.
2: Brett, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down and chat with us here at the Farm System.
0: Uh, I appreciate it, guys. It's an honor to be on. Well, you know,
1: Brett, the r- real reason we want to have you on is I think you bring so much value consisting of, you know, again, you know, you playing, you know, with the Ducks and then also going into some professional ball and then now blending into the analytics side of it and being with Blast. I think you have so much value of kind of that player perspective um, and then also now having the, the other side of it and how that would blend in. So, we, you know, we're looking forward to diving into that and kind of your thoughts throughout that process.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to kind of dive in with you guys, uh, talk about it from a bunch of different perspectives. So, thank you.
2: Awesome. Well, uh, getting started here, Brett, do you mind telling our listeners a little bit about the journey the game of baseball has taken you on?
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Started over in, uh, I grew up in San Diego, where I was extremely fortunate to play a lot, a lot of baseball extremely fortunate to have a bunch of coaches who had really, really good experience. So I got to learn a lot about the game at an early age. Guys like Tom Bernanski, Phil Plantier, guys who played in the big leagues for a good number of years. I was fortunate enough to have them as coaches. So that got me instantly hooked on the game. Uh, Absolutely loved it. From there, got to play through everything. Was extremely fortunate to go uh, to the University of Oregon and go follow Coach Horton, who had a legendary career over at Fullerton and is doing a great job with the Ducks uh, recently. Uh, From there, got to learn a lot more stuff and kind of dive into the details of the game, the mental side, how we can go about it, juggling a bunch of different um, hats, really, from being a college student, going to play summer ball, go and practice all the time. It was a really, really cool experience to kind of have all of that once my junior year hit, uh, I was fortunate enough to get drafted by the Mariners in the 21st round and got to mess around in the uh, in the minor league system for a few years. Got to do everything from short season, uh, went to about four places. I was kind of known as the, the rover a little bit. And then I soon got released and uh, took over a little bit of a hiatus from baseball, went to... Kind of a desk job where I got the suit and tie style going on. And then soon after that, even got to go coach uh, where I played youth ball. So went into the coaching aspect of it a little bit, got to coach some 12 year olds, which was an interesting experience. Um, I applaud everybody who do, does that sort of thing because uh, it, it's a lot more demanding than you'd expect. And being on the other side, you get so much more respect for what's going on. And then finally, as the journey just continued, uh, I got a call from Blast and uh, got to get back into the baseball space from a business side. So um, it, it's been a, it's been a fun journey. It's been really fun and really enjoyable, and wouldn't have it wouldn't have done it any other way, really.
1: Man, that's awesome. You know, uh, I kind of definitely understand that. I went, I did the exact same thing, kind of you did. Went baseball, went total business side, you know, suits and ties every single day and then ran back to baseball again after a two-year stint away. So definitely gets you there. So when uh, so, what position do you currently hold with Blast and kind of like what is your role um, and what do you do for them now?
0: Yeah, yeah, great question. I, a, I am a key account manager uh, on the baseball and on the softball side. So what I do now is, help a little bit with the new business. So bringing in some, some information and trying to help uh, grow the company. But also what I do is once a sale has been made and we get a team on board, that's where I take over the relationship. So I help with getting the teams onboarded with our technology and our solution. Uh, I help them understand, hey, what is a good number for uh, kind of a baseline for your players? What's, an easy, what's the easiest way to kind of work through the solution? What works? What doesn't work? What kind of uh, value can I bring to these players and to these parents and to these coaches? And then from there, once we get a good baseline, then I'm another si- uh, set of eyes to help and establish hey, this player did really well during this two-week frame and here's what the data is telling you and here's what the information is telling you. Let me help correlate that into maybe a drill or a specific uh, thought process that could help. So I try to bridge the gap between what our technology is saying and the world of baseball has been saying for hundreds of years.
2: Yeah, serving is the bridge. It's You're kind of in an interesting position. You know, you, trans, you transition from being the player and trying to figure out these answers to now you're providing the players with the answers, kind of considering that, where do you think analytics fall on the player development continuum?
0: Oh, man, I I think it's huge. I think it's an extremely big factor because for player development, you want to understand how well you're doing every single day. Coach Horton would always say, hey, you need to get at least 1% better every single day. And that used to mean, hey, you just – continue to work, you continue to work, continue to work, and it'll organically happen. But we've kind of turned into a society where we need a little bit, we need to understand a little bit more of the why behind it. And that's where the analytics really fall in, is the why behind it. Why am I getting this stuff done? Why am I working so hard to do this? I know it's a dream and I know I'm passionate about it, but am I actually getting better? and that's where the analytics falls. It gives you a yes or no answer. There's no more gray area and hey just keep pushing, keep pushing. There's still a bunch of that, but it's also hey, a little bit of validation. So, you know,
1: diving more into that, how do you think the blast motion sensor would have impacted you if you would have had it when you, you know, were a player and, you know, uh, still with the Ducks and how would it change your career, you think?
0: <laughs> I would have I would have trained a lot smarter. I would have understood Hey, here's here's the type of player I am. I shouldn't I shouldn't try to be the player that uh, I see on TV or, or or be the be the person who hits the most home runs because a player like myself, I went gap to gap, got doubles. I, I was kind of the table setter. But then when I got into my slumps, it was a little bit more of. Hey, I'm trying to hit the ball too much in the air. I'm trying to hit some bombs. I'm trying to do some do some things that normally isn't my style. If I had this blast sensor that kind of told me where my sweet spot was and where I was able to kind of see that consistency and those good long hitting streaks that took over, then I would just stay in that happy zone and refine that instead of trying to be somebody that I wasn't and then trying to match too many different things. I think that... That would have given me a clear response to the type of player I should be, and then just refine it from there. Really, mm, that's a
2: good point. Uh, kind of transitioning to the business side of what you guys do. What what did that? What impact did that partnership with Major League Baseball have on Blast and kind of where you guys are going in the future?
0: Oh man, that was huge. It, it's really been instrumental for us uh, because it validated a lot of things. Uh, it validated how accurate our sensor is, how they believe in what we're doing. Uh, It also gave a lot of the teams a little bit more of a a green light to become interested in BLAST. And from there, once the MLB takes notice, then it kind of works its way from there. Colleges start getting interested. uh, Big-time showcases start doing it high school programs really want to be interested, even the youth level. I mean, there's a bunch of players who, uh, excuse me, a bunch of teams who see Carlos Correa, who does a fantastic job with the Astros and they look up to him as a young upcoming star. And he uses this type of stuff um, for good reason. So it's, it's been awesome. And it's been a huge, huge impact for us. So, you know, I know one thing that I've really been diving
1: into and then you have you know, Jason over there at Driveline that's been doing a great job of releasing some of these, uh, these analytics as well is that with uh, the pros set up with your guys' sensor, you, can now, you guys are now tracking some new data that you, you know, weren't doing in the past. Could you kind of dive into what that new data um, and what, what's uh, available using the blast sensor now?
0: Yeah, totally. So we have some premium metrics uh, that, that, are, that are pretty sweet. Uh, and it came from kind of that that atmosphere. So we have an on-plane percentage that gives you, hey, how long throughout my swing was I on that path? And not the path of the pitch. Uh, a lot of people think that we measure it from the path of the pitch. No, we do it from a biomechanical and a body standpoint because the pitch always changes and that's always a variable. Uh, so that's one that we are really, really proud of, and it's kind of taken us to that next level of analysis. Uh, We also have vertical bat angle that does a really good job of showing you what plate coverage is and what that basically is, is the steepness of your barrel at impact. So if I'm parallel with the ground, I'd be at zero. And as I tilt my barrel and kind of the end of my bat towards the ground, that will show you. So if you're too steep, Mm -hmm. then you're not going to hit the outside pitch. But if you're too flat or too kind of parallel to the ground, then you're gonna get jammed a lot and you're just gonna get toasted inside. So we wanna be able to show that as well, very, very consistently. And then last but not least, we have body rotation, which does a really good job of understanding hey, am I using the big parts of my body to start my swing and get things going and let the barrel follow? Or am I being extremely handsy? and getting too much going to where I don't use my body and I'm not getting as much power as I really should be and consistent power. So those are a couple of things that we've kind of evolved with over time. And I'm really excited because we have some new stuff coming out too that's gonna make it even simpler and uh, gonna take it to that simple, more effective level as well. Um, Unfortunately, I can't share that with you guys right now, but you you guys will be one of the first ones to know, I promise.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, touching on the evolution, just kind of seeing where anal- analytics are going in the future. Um, how long do you think until those blast sensors are being implemented in uh, regular season games?
0: Oh man, that's a great question. uh It it's it's coming pretty quick. If I really had to to guess, it'd be within the next three to five years, um, and that's kind of on the conservative side. We already. NCAA softball has actually already given the green light for as long as it's embedded in the bat, they can use it uh, throughout all of minor leagues right now. they can use it in game, so we have a funny story of a, a team using it, and a guy breaks his bat and but he had his blast center on there. He doesn't go pick up his broken bat. he goes and picks up his blast center and runs back to the dugout because that's how important it is um, <laughs> So th- those are the types of things that's going on, but in a in a big league game or maybe in the NCAA baseball, uh, I'm I'm guessing no more than three to five years it'll be coming.
1: Yeah, and I like I have already you know kind of have the visuals. You know how a guy hits a home run now, and within seconds they pop it up on the screen. His launch angle was this, his exit velocity was this. I can imagine it. You know, your guys' analytics underneath there you know, on the, on path percentage, you know, hand speed, you know, all those other analytics on there as well. I mean, that'd be awesome to kind of give you a more holistic view of what that home run took. And especially on, I'm interested obviously from that side of things on different pitches and, you know, again, the, you know, the, the, the vertical, you know, as well, that's huge on certain pitches. That's going to be changing per, you know, per pitch, how tall the guy stands in a stance, how low the guy stands in a stance, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it would be, interesting just to see all of that data and especially on a mass scale like that so that's you know definitely exciting you know to kind of think about about what's coming here forward you know
0: yeah totally uh it it's cool because Statcast has done such a good job of telling you the results of the swing and what what our goal is is to tell you hey how did we get to that result what what did it take for A guy like John Carlos Stanton to hit the ball 110, 112 miles an hour. Those are things that I think would complete that story for a lot of people and help educate the people that of how good these guys really, really are and how consistent these guys really, really are. But then at a young age, how you can teach them the same sort of habits to can and then then you bring in plyos, then you bring in strength and conditioning, then you bring in things like vision practice, to where it doesn't always have to focus on, hey, I'm going to take a thousand reps today. We're going to tell that story to where we can help every player, whoever would like to get the maximum out of their swing and out of their ability.
1: Yeah, I love it. So with your experience, like you said, you're um, kind of with your role with BLAST as you deal with a lot of different teams. Um, How have you you heard and how have you seen uh, BLAST being utilized in a team setting?
0: yeah man really good question we have a mode that really really helps us in the team setting and that's our offline mode so our sensor can capture swings without it being connected to any device and that really helps in a practice and team setting when you have six stations going on and everybody's running from station to station me as a coach i wouldn't want my players to be holding their phones in their back pocket because we know that all of a sudden they'll be on Snapchat, they'll be on Instagram, they'll be doing all that stuff. So we want it to be where athletes can be athletes and coaches can coach them and then they can analyze this information later. So once they do that, they can take a bunch of swings. So let's say we have 200 swings. Then we have an app where you can just bulk upload all of that info for each player and it'll automatically sync it into Blast Connect, uh, which is our online portal which gives them basically a summary of that day. So it doesn't have to be, hey, everybody connect their centers. We've we've done a really good job. Our development team has done a really good job of giving us this option to where it doesn't have to continuously con- continuously be connected. So that's a huge, huge thing from a team setting standpoint.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be really huge. And that's a great selling point to these coaches of of amateur and collegiate teams. You, you you touched on the youth focusing on these kind of things. In your opinion, at what age should analy- analytics and sensors be implemented?
0: That's a that's a unique question because hmm. right now we have we have teams that are ten and under who are using it, who absolutely love it. But it really depends on the coach. I will say that we don't we don't always recommend. Hey, give the players every single piece of data that you can, because. Sometimes the analysis paralysis comes in, and all of a sudden they can't be the hitter that they, sh- that they can be in the box because they're thinking so much of these numbers. And that's really where the coach comes in. Uh, they can digest all the data and then give them little pieces of information as they go uh, at a young age. And then as they get older and understand their swing, understand their body a little bit more, then they can kind of start taking over that responsibility of, hey, these are my numbers and I need to hit these consistently. But I'm also gonna say that we again we have ten U teams who are who are running it and crushing it, taking thousands of swings to get them better. So I don't think there's a specific age as long as you uh have a coach who is patient enough to kind of understand that process.
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna kinda of dive in there and thinking that through the same thing is You know, just like you said, it might not be so much, you know, you're releasing all this information to your guys, but if you're tracking all of this and just to see as a coach, you might want to see, oh, you know, it's, it's crazy to see how much hand speed that, you know, this 10 year old has gained throughout these, you know, these last two seasons that I've had him, even though maybe I'm not even talking to him yet about hand speed, or maybe I'm not talking to him about how to create these things. Maybe we're just doing some drills. Maybe we're doing some things that some lower level stuff. But it's good, again, like have something measurable Are those drills really working is, you know, he's grown he's grown three inches, you know, again, things like that and be able to track it over time. I think the data is kind of like um, I've heard someone say about exercise, like no exercise is bad for you. It's it's how we implement the exercises, how we group them together. It's how we, um, you know, do those things together. Nothing is threatening. It's just how we use it. And so. Um, I think information is always good. So I think that you know, just like you said, it's it's who who the coach is, how you're actually using the information, um, and how you're diving into it. It's I think it's you know, information is always a good thing. I don't think you know, it's how we use it that might make it bad.
0: Oh, I I totally agree. And at, at a younger age, how many times do you have do you tell a player, "Hey, I really want you to swing it this time," and then they swing out of their shoes, and then okay, mm-hmm. okay, tone it back a little bit more and then they barely swing, right? If I can, instead of doing that to those two extremes, say, hey, I want you to try to hit 40 miles an hour right here, hey, I want you to try to hit 45 miles an hour. Oh, that's a little bit too much, the player's getting a little bit kind of falling away or losing their posture or not turning as much. Okay, then let's bump that number up a little bit. Younger players really understand that correlation because they take things to the extreme if they can, right? So let we'll, we'll try to we'll try to kind of shorten that feedback loop by providing those little snippets of information.
1: Yeah, and you know, you kind of just walked right into that spider web I got for you too. Is when you're talking about those things with you know measuring some of these things, how are you seeing this being used in facilities with like remote training and things like that? I know you and I have talked to that some of that stuff before. You know, how how have you uh, seen that being used?
0: yeah uh, it it's been it's been really cool to kind of see that evolution once a player kind of gets involved with with the coach and the coach has the has the understanding of wanting to use this solution it helps in a lot of different ways Uh, obviously it helps when they're face to face um, during that time frame but then you can go in and give them or assign them drills, assign them quote unquote homework. And you can track that, those pieces of homework over time to make sure that that it's completed. That's huge because when that player comes back that following week, I don't know how many times as a hitting coach, I know hitting coaches everywhere can probably feel me on this, but you spend 10, 15 minutes going over the stuff that you did before, when really you should dive in and hit the ground running as often as quickly as possible. This gives them the opportunity to track them throughout the week when they're not around and when they're not face-to-face with them in that cage to make sure that they're getting that work in. So then it becomes an easier question, an easier conversation that next time in. Hey, great job. You took 400 swings while we were gone. Let's tweak a couple of things that you were working on during this standpoint instead of okay how many swings did you take last week everybody's going to say they took a thousand i've never heard anybody say no i didn't get any work in while i was gone so then all of these things kind of start happening sorry i'll get off my my, off my soapbox (laughs) um, what we can do is from the remote training standpoint they can understand and see how many swings they put in players can send video in through the app to say, hey coach, this was a really good swing. Do you mind breaking it down for me a little bit? The coach can then go into their blast connect portal, analyze that data and analyze that video and then send it back to that player completely remote. So while I'm in California, I can talk to guys who are over in Florida the exact same way as I would in the cage, uh, which is absolutely huge. And they've done a great job of that um from that standpoint. So those are a couple that I really really wanted to touch on.
1: And w- and what a great way to um you know, back in the day you go get a hitting lesson and you know, the guy's saying you're hitting better, you're hitting in a cage or whatever and you think you're getting better. But again, you have something now that you can self-assess because you have actual numbers. You can say, "Okay, well, you know, since you've been working with me, let's say again you're selling yourself as a as a hitting coach, you're like, "Okay, look, since you've been working with me the last 3 weeks, we've increased this you know, by, you know, 20% or 30% or whatever the number may be, uh, maybe, you know, this many mile per hour or whatever, but it's just something that dial back to, and it gives you some credibility. Um, and again, it's not coming just from you and you saying, oh yeah, it looks better. Yeah. I know this from experience. It's look at the numbers, you know, and compare this to, you know, pro guys or what, you know, blast is also saying and that you should be and where the elites guys are or whatever. So that's also another uh, key component for a guy that's a hitting coach or something like that as well.
0: Totally. And and it also helps with the parents. The the parents are p- paying a lot of money now. I mean, mm-hmm. they they want to understand that their player or their kid is getting better. And what better way to objectively say that instead of saying, oh, he's getting better. Trust me. Trust me. We just need a couple more lessons. That's, that's extremely yeah. powerful to be able to, to ease that kind of angst of the parent. Absolutely. For sure.
2: I'm kind of touching on the, the amount of swings you talked, uh, you touched on earlier from what you've seen, what do you think is a good sample size to kind of get the most accurate data from the sensors?
0: We like to talk about uh, having it over time. So it's not going to be a certain swing count. It's going to be, Hey, I want you to, I want you to take swings with this for the next week and then mm-hmm. get back to me because one day as we as hitters know one day we can feel really good and then mm-hmm. the next day we will forget how to swing the bat we mm-hmm. want to get all of that to kind of understand the average of hey where are we today so it's not a certain number that we recommend it's hey let's go three to five let's go seven days of really really every single day taking the no, the amount of swings that we normally take to get better now if kids only do it one or two times a week, then it's gonna take a couple more weeks to do because we do need that certain amount of swings to do that. So that's kind of the the two-part answer from that.
1: Yeah, another thing I love that you guys have is you guys also have the other app, it's called Blast Vision. Can you dive into that and kind of, you know, break down what the analytics that are shown on there as
0: well? Yeah, man, totally. It's a, It's a mobile launch monitor for us, so, uh, you can get it from the app store, one-time purchase, and it gives you exit velocity, launch angle, and estimated distance. And you can use it in a cage. You can use it on a field. You can set it up and hit it into a net. There's a lot of different things that you're capable of doing. And like I mentioned earlier with kind of all the good things that StatCast is doing, flight um, FlightScope, all those guys and all those gals are doing uh we wanted to provide that to you to finalize that story to get the results to all the work that you've been putting in with the sensor and being able to do that so that's what it is and uh, we're really excited with how it's how it's happening and how it's going
1: yeah and you know what a cheaper you know way again like let's say you go buy a rap soda or you go buy um hit tracks or something like that you know all of those are crazy expensive options right or again you go get the um You go get this app, you can use that app to kind of quantify your data as well. And then another thing I've seen people do too, is if you're going to use it on a constant basis, like let's say it's inside your cage or your facility, you can have like a designated spot that you set it up every single time. You know, let that say like, you know, a painted spot in your cage or something like that, where again, you know exactly how far it is away. So again, when you put those analytics into the app, you know, it's the same analytics every single time you can get set up quicker and you make it more applicable to like having your things, but I just wanted to throw that in there because I think it's a very useful source um, and something you can pitch through again to these, you know, uh, teams that can't afford a rap soda or can't afford, you know, hit tracks or something like that as well.
0: Yeah, man. Consistency is key. Consistently is definitely key and being able to just set that up quickly and, and go and seeing those results. Uh, that's always been our goal.
2: That's awesome. Well, Brett, we we appreciate you taking some time to sit down here and and chat analytics, uh, chat Blast, and kind of let us know where you guys are going. Um, If any of our listeners would like to reach out to you personally, um, reach out to Blast about any inquiries or information, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Oh, man, going through our website is is really, really solid. We won't leave you hanging. Uh, We have people dedicated to responding in the quickest manner. Uh, all of our social channels are always under, uh, surveillance to be able to do that. And then, um, if you want to find me personally, uh, I do have both Twitter and, uh, Instagram. To be honest, I can't remember the Twitter, the Twitter handle that I have because it's from so long ago.
1: Uh, And
0: I know there's probably 7,000 Brett Thomases out there in the world, but, um, will uh, i'll be out there to to help anybody out but go through blast social channels uh they do a phenomenal job of of doing stuff from our customers and kind of showing you what we have next coming out
1: yeah i'll i'll add your uh your stuff in the in the show notes for people um but sure. also too you know um also with that i mean one thing that we, we kind of we'll talk about here in a minute but is just a, a big thing that uh we're excited for is again the use uh, and the introduction of the big thing that we'll be having with you guys and using your guys' systems. And again, um, me and Bo were kind of break that down in the post show, but it's just uh, awesome. I'm excited to do some things with you guys and use your guys' data and use your guys' analytics to just move the game forward. So, but we appreciate having you on Brett and thanks for all your time.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. You guys do an awesome job and keep it up, man. Um, Really, really appreciate you. Let me explain what Blast does and have me on. It's really been an honor. Thanks,
1: Thanks, Brett. Brett. Man, got to love that Brett could jump on with us and kind of share some insights of what Blast is doing over there. This call takeaway is brought to you by Quality at Bats.
2: Don't forget to visit qualityatbats.com to further your mental approach to the game. The farm system has recently partnered with a couple different groups to bring more value and development to you listeners. Joy, why don't you open up what our listeners can uh, expect to come?
1: yeah so we you know we we got with some groups uh we want we try to figure out exactly what coaches are looking for and and different ways that we could provide more value here for you guys at the farm system so anyways, with these groups, what we're gonna do it it could you know we're still building more and more and i I'm sure it'll continue to grow as we continue forward, but we're gonna you know start releasing video clips it might be daily sometimes it might be weekly and any in any chance uh it's just gonna be drills, maybe it's um you know thoughts of the day, maybe you know we have Riley jump back on and kind of get some insight. Uh, on the mental side or uh, maybe we have, we have diamond jump back on or just some of these guys in any way that we can provide value a um, little short 10 second clips um, maybe it's a drill or whatever uh, but in any case it's just going to be a different thing another resource for you guys to jump on you guys to share um, and we have a whole bunch of data again that's to be provided from blast in some different ways so we can kind of show uh, how you guys can make some of this stuff applicable to your guys's practices um, there's a whole bunch of things we got going forward um, i'm excited me and Bo are both excited. We've got a lot of different companies jumping with us, and uh, we appreciate you guys. And this is all for you guys as a listener. So, if you guys have any insights, anything you guys want to share, make sure to reach out to us on our website or go to our social media pages. As always, share this information, share this episode. You know, this is great insight. A lot of people have the blast motion sensors, but don't know how to apply them to their practices. And then also, you know, as always, let us know what you think. All right. Let us know what you think. Reach out to us. Until next time. Farm system out.